This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hello and welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time, the Liga show brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Steve Wiss and James Easton with me, Rob Daly, as uh, Liga returns after the international break, round 29 of the season. So we're really into the home stretch now after the final international break of the, uh, the Disturbs the League campaign, if you like. And uh, Steve, with the best performing show on the network, how are we doing right now? Doing really well. The train keeps rolling here, uh, Rob. Um, we actually had a tricky start to the previous round. We both lost on the overs in the Toulouse against Lille game. Um, even we weren't a match for Mother Nature. It was a match that had to be suspended due to terrible weather conditions. So <laughs> the pitch basically became a mud bath. So um, I think you can almost excuse us there. But we were... We, all the other picks we had on the show won after that game. So it, I think it was about a two or three unit profit on the round for us. We are now at plus 31.46 units with a with an ROI of 16.05%. So, yeah, doing really, really well. And um, now this home stretch, let's just push as high as we can. James can't even remember how he did. No Last idea. Time. No idea. <laughs> totally wiped out by the international break. I don't know. I'm sure in the past I used to be able to remember more than <laughs> more than just last weekend. But yeah, um, let's look forward, not backwards, because otherwise I might get myself in a bit of a muddle. Yeah, you just got that sort of Will Smith, Men in Black memory gun thing going uh, yeah. going on. Steve, remind me what were your what what are your things again? I just want to keep an eye out for them to show the Steve with suspicion. Uh, ah well, there's and there's going to be more of this today. Uh, um, what my my theory bets and also teams <laughs> teams that are on a suspicious list because of overachieving in terms of metrics, either um, in front of goal or uh, defending. So it's the Steve Wiss suspicion list, mm. and the Steve Wiss theory games. But we've had that all year. Where... <laughs> yes, that's it. Theory. <laughs> and there's Steve more Wiss of that theory. to come today. Okay, okay, excellent. All right. Let's get into it then. Uh, what a game. Sunday night, Paris Saint-Germain versus Lyon. No pick here for Steve. He'll still get his insight. And it, am I right? This is a half unit for you, James. Is that right? Um, oh, no, it is. It, Forgive me. Full unit. Yeah, full unit. Yeah. My pick, so my pick on this game is not on either PSG or Lyon. It's actually on a, a player market here, Rob. So I'm back in... Alexandra Lacazette to have over half a shot on target, which is available at minus 120. Now, over half a shot means that as long as he manages one shot on target, then we'll have a winning pick. And 
Much of this is down to just how many shots on target PSG are conceding. It's far higher a number than people might realize. So I had a look at the stats on PSG. And in their last 10 games in League One, they've conceded 50 shots on target. So they're conceding five shots on target per game. Now, this isn't just shots. This is shots on target. So they're not only stopping the opposition having a go on goal, the opposition are clearly getting in good positions to have these shots because the shots on target figure is so high. Um, Then you might think, well, PSG at home, surely at home, they're going to be a bit more solid than they are away from home. That's also not the case. Looking again at those last 10 matches, five of them have been at home. And in those five home games, PSG have conceded 4.8 shots on target per game so it's pretty much the same figure and um yeah so i think what we have here is what we've actually seen since we resumed after the world cup psg have lost a lot of games and it's not so much down to the front players not playing well as much as the defense at psg has been pretty ragged in a lot of their matches since we returned in late december early january so the evidence here is that psg yeah, they'll probably win the game. We know they've obviously got so much quality up front if they name a strong side, but they are conceding a huge number of chances at the other end. And if Leon were to match that average figure, manage four or five shots on target in this match, what are the chances of at least one of them falling to Alexandra Lacazette? Well, you'd have to say pretty high. He's Leon's top scorer. He's got 17 goals. This season, he'll be on the penalties. So I think the price on Lacazette here, managing a shot on target of minus 120, based on just how important he is for Leon, and based also on how many chances PSG are giving away and how many shots on target they're conceding, those odds are pretty good. So you just need him to have one shot on target here and you'll have a winning pick. And yeah, one last thing to mention on Leon: people looking at the fixtures, they might well have noticed that Leon have got a French Cup semi-final next week. They're playing Nantes away from home in that game. Now, that game is a more important game to Leon than this match because they're very keen to win that competition. They see the French Cup not only as a chance to salvage their season with a trophy, but also as their best route into Europe next year. However, I still think Lacazette will be picked here. Um, we might see little bits of rotation from Lyon manager Laurent Blanc, but I feel that Alexandre Lacazette is a big guy at Lyon. He's an important player. I don't think he'd want to be rested or rotated away from home against PSG. This is a sort of big match that he returned to Lyon to take part in. So I do think we'll see him play here. And for that reason, yeah, I'm very happy to take these odds on Lacazette managing a shot on target against PSG this weekend. Um, I think it's a great spot, actually, from James. Alexandra Lacazette should not be this price to have a shot on target against any team anywhere in the world, really, should he? Um, Leon's main striker. Yeah, I've got a feeling PSG minus 1.25 Asian handicap would be a good pick here, you know. Um, I wanted to bet against Leon in this game, whoever, this this particular weekend, because, they've, like James said, they've got a massive Coupe de France semi-final coming up just three days after this. And their season's on the line in that game, really, against Nantes. So I think they'll be looking ahead. I think, you know, no one wants to get sent off. Um, I don't think yellow cards will matter. I think that would come into effect afterwards. But um, yeah, it's one of those, you just don't know what mindset PSG are in. 
And if I knew that PSG were really up for this, if I if I was in 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 the mind of Kylian Mbappe right now, and if I knew that he really wanted to put on a show, then I would definitely be getting on PSG. But we know they've had some problems. There's issues with the manager, the squad. Um, so I can't trust them. But I've got a feeling that that minus 1.25 Asian handicap on the home team here will, will actually look quite big come the end of the game. But Lacazette, yeah, I think it's a good good spot from you, James, there. All we all you need is a shot on target. It doesn't matter how it comes. It can be as tame as a teddy bear for all you care. But um, yeah. I'm sure he can deliver. Yeah, and just to follow up, I, I totally agree there with Steve's reading on the game. So yeah, to be clear, my pick here is on Lacazette, but I don't actually, same as Steve, I've got absolutely no faith in Leon generally in this game. I looked long and hard at back in PSG, same as Steve here, on the Asian handicap, because that match that Leon have got in the French Cup against Nantes next week is massive. I can't see them being particularly fired up generally here against PSG. Defensively, Leon are poor. So yeah, if Mbappe turns up and wants to put on a show, he's got a great chance of doing so here. So yeah, anybody looking at Leon generally, I wouldn't be too sure about that. It's very much a focus here on Lacazette rather than rather than Leon in general. Mbappe scored two goals uh, for the national team against the Netherlands in a, in a resounding four 0 win, but was shut out by the Irish despite the fact they blew one the other night. The, just a quick one on on the defence. This one to you, James. I suppose is it going to be a similar? I'm looking at that back line from the render feet before the international break. Bamba, three-man defence. Bambanat, clearly not a centre-back. Danilo has been doing that job since Tuchel, really. But, I mean, holding midfielder. And Bichiabu, forgive me for the pronunciation, 17 years of age. The injury list for the last game Marqu- at centre-back. Marquinhos, Ramos, Mukiele, and Kempembe. Can we know that Kempembe's got that Achilles problem, isn't he? So he's out for a, a while. Yes. Is is. I mean, it all points to players being able to get shooting opportunities on goal when it's, I don't know if any of those guys are back. Yes, um... it it does look bad. I I looked at the team news this morning on PSG. So Marquinhos is back in training and he actually actually returned to training quite early before this game. I think it was last Friday. So almost a full week before the game at Comte de Lorge at PSG's training and he was back. So we should see Marquinhos back here. Um, Hakimi, well, he's not a centre-back, but he's been out as well injured. He's also back in training. We we might see those two back. Sergio Ramos, I, I didn't see news on this morning. So they should be a bit stronger. Um, but I have to say, some of these games recently where they've conceded shots on target, if you look at the lineup they put out, it's actually quite strong. They've had mm. Marquinhos in the side for some of those games and Sergio Ramos. So obviously you want those guys back. They, they should be stronger if Marquinhos, for example, is in the side. But it hasn't been a great period for them generally, even when they've been at full strength. Marquinhos has been probably more heavily criticised in the last three months, certainly by PSG fans, than probably at any time at the club. So, yeah, I think they'll be a bit stronger than they were against uh, Ren in that last game when they were defensively very weak. But I wouldn't be put off too much on the Lacazette pick, even if Marquinhos and a couple of other players are back. I still think they'll be conceding chances even with a stronger a stronger unit at the back. Okay, I like that first pick. Um, nice stuff, James. Uh, also on Sunday, uh, late afternoon, Paris Saint-Germain-Lyon is the late kickoff in France on Sunday because it is the standout fixture, unsurprisingly. Uh, Monaco take on Strasbourg a few hours before that. And Steve, you've seen a couple of things here that you like. Yeah, well, somewhat sensationally, Rob. The uh, The pick is actually changing here. Uh, live on air because what? um yeah um... hold on <laughs> easy steve easy 
What are you doing? So the pick, right? There's, well, two, there's two picks to go. I've got a full unit in the fouls market. I don't think we've gone into the fouls market yet on this show this right. year. Um, right. And the first pick is going to be over 13 and a half Strasbourg fouls at minus 129. Now, it was going to be over 12 and a half fouls, but within the last hour, the price has crashed. So someone in our group chat has had a big wedge on probably because <laughs> that's James. the only... I don't Nothing know. to do someone, with me. <laughs> someone is 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 obviously enjoying this um, because that's the only place I've actually published <laughs> this pick. Um, there's also a cards bet which I'll come on to very very soon. But over thirteen and a half fouls uh, for Strasbourg. I'm still very happy to take this line. If it's thirteen exactly, I'll do my my head in now. But um, I think this is a great pick. And if you've not actually got a Bet Rivers account um, in the states, there, I think this is a good reason to actually sign up and get involved in the fouls market because not too many books offer this uh, thing. Strasbourg under Frederick Antonetti have been a fouling machine and it's not really a surprise. Um, it's the sort of manager he is. He's a robust manager. He, he demands his players get stuck in, give great commitment. And that's the style really. And I think looking at it, whether or not the, he factored this in when he took the job, he's actually inherited a squad which he's, a squad very good for Frederick Antonetti, in my opinion, in so many different ways. There's quite a lot of really strong physical players in this Strasbourg team. And I think he's also starting to bring the cynical side out in them as well. It's been kind of hidden under the surface under Julian Stefan, who did a great job there, but they maybe played quite a nice way. And I think they're kind of realising that they're, they're, they're more nasty and cynical ways a bit more. But they averaged 16 point fouls per game under Antonetti. Uh, without him, it was just below 13. Under Antonetti, they average exactly three yellow cards per game. Um, before he came to the club, it was just 2.13. So that is a clear area in just five games. You could say it's a small sample size, but I think five is a decent number. You can see what the, what the, the plan is, um, and it's, it's getting them some results, to be fair. And I really like them to produce. I think they're going to be at least 16, 17 Strasbourg fouls here. So to, just to get 14 is fine. Um, the referee is playing into our hands as well. Willie Delahoud, who um, he's on my radar, actually. I think he's a referee who can, we can make money out of because he averages the most fouls. He gives the most fouls out of every ref, any ref in, in, in Liga. Uh, 28.58 fouls on average per game. I've seen him officiate matches. He just doesn't let anything flow. He's very, very stop-start. He's very picky in particular. And that doesn't really suit Strasbourg, he's going to be blowing his whistle for any sort of minor offence, you know, a Diallo, you know, physical foul in the penalty area, things like that. Um, he actually has made the most, uh, he's refereed the most games in Liga out of any referee this season, 19 games, which is interesting. And he's given the most, um, equal most cards overall, which you might expect for that. He averages 3.58 cards per game. I do want to give a cards bet as well, though. Over two and a half Strasbourg uh, cards at plus 130. That is another price that's actually crashed live on air. Uh, this is only half a unit because I don't want to be staking two units on the game. But as I say, I think if the fouls come, the cards will come as well. I just want to get the cards on side for those who want a broader market. Anyone can get on the cards across the world. The foul, the fouls market can be a bit more specific, um, but also backing the cards brings in the time wasting potential, or you know, dissent. So 
I think, yeah, Strasbourg are going to play a very dirty game here. Monaco, there's a very quirky stat, actually. They only, they only get fouled 10.8 times per game. I don't understand why that is. Maybe James can have a theory here. Maybe they're just too elusive to get fouled or they're, they're playing too fair. But really, they've got the type of players who Strasbourg should be fouling a lot. So, yeah, over 13.5 fouls is now the pick at minus 129 for a full unit and over 2.5 Strasbourg cards, plus 130 for half a unit. Steve, did you say the the price of the other thing crashed as well the, the cards yeah it was, yeah it was plus 138 and it's now we, plus who has that, who's got there's six of us in the whatsapp group isn't there six well of us. someone someone may someone have needs to go on the steve we suspicion list i think <laughs> <laughs> rob daly i'm looking at you but um what <laughs> what? <laughs> what no yeah steward's inquiry i think into that absolutely one. <laughs> Yeah, very interesting about Antonetti, as Steve has said there, um, and the style of play that he's introduced since he took over at Strasbourg. I saw some a piece in the media the other week about a couple of player changes he's made uh, since he became manager, and it does it does uh, feed into exactly what Steve's saying there. So midfield, you've got a midfielder like Persic, who people may or may not know at Strasbourg, quite a technical midfielder, um, and Strasbourg-level player. He's been relegated out of the team, since Antonetti took over because he's looking for greater physicality in midfield. There's a bit of competition for the three centre-back positions at Strasbourg as well. The ones that are getting picked at the moment by Antonetti are the more physical of those centre-backs. So it totally buys into um, the idea of Antonetti asking his team to be a bit tougher and a bit more aggressive. And yeah, away from home at Monaco, a point would be a fantastic result here for Strasbourg, who are still in the relegation battle. Are they going to get that by trying to play? Football as technically impressively as Monaco? I don't think so. So, yeah, it looks like it will be a case of trying to frustrate Monaco all over the pitch, make life difficult, and see if they can get a point. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's a very good call, this, I think, on the uh, on the way the game is likely to unfold. OK, let's move on to Ozer versus Tois, because you both have something on this. James, you can get us going. Yes, Ozer versus Tois. So my pick here is on plus 2.25 goals, which is available at minus 130. So with plus 2.25 goals, just very quickly, half your stakes gets put on the game having over two goals and half your stakes gets put on the game having over two and a half goals. So as long as the game has three or more goals, you'll make a profit. And if the game has exactly two goals, then half your stakes will be returned and half your stakes will lose. So you've sort of got a semi-safety net here in the case of the game having just two goals exactly. So this is a relegation battle between Ogzer and Trois. They're in the top two of the four relegation positions at the moment. Ogzer have got 23 points. They're one point from safety and Trois are two points below them, one place below them in the table. So it's a massive game for these two teams. I think both of them will look at this as not crucial or decisive in the relegation battle, but a great chance to take points off a direct rival and improve their own position. And yeah, going through it earlier, Rob, the the big word for me in this game is mistakes. I can't really see the two teams going through the 90 minutes without one of them and potentially both of them making some sort of crucial or decisive mistake because 
there's not a great deal of quality in these two sides. It's not a surprise they're both in a relegation battle. And I think the back threes that we're likely to see from both teams are both individually and collectively pretty average units. We don't have, we've got six central defenders likely to be on show here and none of them really is a standout. So I think at some point in this match, we'll see a big mistake. It might be a misplaced back pass. It could be somebody giving away a penalty, something like that. But I feel that these two teams are not good enough defensively in a match where both of them, both sides will think they can get something to go through the 90 minutes without making a mistake. And I think if we see a mistake, which will probably lead to a goal, then we should have a more open encounter. So that's the sort of way I see this game unfolding. I don't believe the two sides can can play to keep it too tight. Even if they want to, it's unlikely to unfold that way. And I think in the end, will we have two or three goals in the game? I think it's it's pretty likely. So that was my thinking on how the game will unfold. Just very quickly on the stats as well. The stats are in your favour here also if you're back in the game to have over 2.25 goals um, because 57% of all games involving these two sides this season have had three or more goals. Twat are actually joint top of the under over 2.5 goals table in League One this season, 19 of their 28 matches have had over 2.5 goals. And then if you look specifically at Twas um, and Ogsair's home and away games relative to this fixture, then that also feeds into the idea that we should have a fairly high scoring encounter. So over 2.25 goals. I know it's a favourite of Steve's, this goal line, and it is great because you do have, as I say, you have half a safety net here if the game has only... Uh, two goals you don't lose all your stakes with this pick you just lose half your stakes so in a relegation battle between two sides who as I say I think will believe they can get something here and be fairly positive in the way they approach it and are also likely to make mistakes I think going overs rather than unders on the goal line is is the way to play it it's exactly the same pick from me over 2.25 goals at minus 130 one of my theory games, two poor teams against each other in a desperate position. Both need to win the match. Um, one one interesting thing I will say here is Orzair, six of their last seven games have actually ended under two and a half goals. So some listeners, viewers might might wonder, you know, why, why am I suddenly taking the overs here? Well, I've actually delved deep into their stats and that their ex- expected goals against in that period. Um, has been um, nearly eight goals, but they've only conceded five. And the main reason for that is the goalkeeper has actually impressed me. Ionut Radu on loan from Inter, um, Romanian starter. I mean, I've looked at his career. He's had more loans than, more loans than, I don't know, the Bank of America, is it? Over there is a good way of saying it. <laughs> Something like that. Steve, um, Steve, have it ready to go. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was going to say Barclays Bank, but you can't say Barclays Bank, can you? Um, <laughs> Bank of America. But um, he's actually looked quite good to me. He saved two penalties, but I just don't think you can keep that up. You can't keep relying on your goalkeeper, can you? Um, I'm not a big fan of that. So um, we know Twa just have a shocking defence. Another bet you could look at here is just over one and a half or their goals. Is it plus 100? I think that's quite a big price. But um, I both a draw just not really enough, is it? Both have got to win this game. When in the with four teams going down, you don't get many opportunities to get three points like this. So it's one of those. If it's a draw, say it's a one-all draw with ten minutes to go, I fully expect someone to try and you know win the game. Both are going to try and win the game. 
Should be an open game. Should be mistakes, like James said. So over 2.25 goals. That'll do me here at minus 130. Hey, the guys on the same wavelength, which is always uh, good news for our listeners. We've got three more games to get to. Uh, Steve, we'll throw this back to you because you've got something, a half-unit pick, and it's more interesting in the cards market. Leo Lorient. Yeah, I honestly, I wouldn't have got involved in this game, but I couldn't resist it because my man Jeremy Pignard is refereeing. Um, Lille against Lorient. The pick is over two and a half Lille cards, a plus 170 for half a unit. I think it's a big price. So actually, Lille have obtained the most yellow cards of any team this season, 60 yellow cards, um, and they average 13 over 13 fouls per game. I think that is an absolutely lethal mix, isn't it? When you combine a team with that, who pick up that many cards with a referee who gives so many cards. Mentioned this man several occasions, Jeremy Pignard, just loves giving cards out, um, can't help himself. Full um, name, please, full name. Jeremy Hallmark Pignard is he's, he's nicknamed on Thank this you. podcast. Yep. Yep. Um, the thing is, it's not a good matchup to go match cards because Lille, sorry, Lorient, Lorient are the, by far the cleanest team in the league. They've picked up the least yellow cards out of anyone. Their style, they don't tend to harass and press, do they? They sit back and then just go on the counter-attack. And I think that kind of suits this match and, and the bet that I'm going with, really, because I think yeah. Lille, yeah. Lille will just sort of cynically stop counter-attacks. So Pignard won't be able to help himself. It might be that Lorient don't give him many opportunities to book them. So he's Lille are going to be the team that he's maybe targeting. Uh, I don't think Lorient will be able to escape his clutches. I've looked back and this referee has given at least one card to every single team he's ref this year. That's an incredible stat, isn't it? Like no team has escaped the wrath of his clutches. So um, even Lorient might not be able to do that, but I could see them just maybe getting one card exactly. It just looks a big value play. Team with the the most amount of cards in the league. Referee gives the most amount of cards out of any referee in league. Ah. Plus 170 for over two and a half Lille cards. They've got enough players in their team who I think will stop these counter-attacks and play dirty. So, um, yeah, half a unit on this one. Looks a good price. Yeah, I don't think... You would not have thought that Lille were a team with the most cards, I don't think. Because when you look through the starting 11 in, in your head, there's not that many players in there who you think of as particularly oh. aggressive or combative. It's a fascinating stat, that. It shows that sometimes, you know, we can be guilty of having an opinion on a team which just isn't borne out, really, by the facts. Okay, let's get on to uh, James' final pick of the show. I'll share for the 800th week running for, for James <laughs> Eastham. Um, yes. But their woes have been, uh, to James's delight, they take on Nice. Um, and uh, what have you got here, James? Yeah, it's a hugely predictable pick, this, Rob. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, just, I don't understand why these prices on the opposition to beat Andre are so good, but... Um, yeah, so well, I'm quite happy you, to keep doing. Do you have doing. any theory? I have, I have no uh, theory at all on this. To be honest, I think Eastern possibly theory. that you know, no, no theory, no theory. I think maybe the market underestimates the gap between mid-table and bottom of the table teams in Nice, in France, compared to in other mm. leagues. I don't know, or possibly it's just a case of maybe not reading in huge detail the form of the opposition side that Andre are playing, which in this instance, Nice is very, very good. But I'm happy to keep backing the opposition against Andre because they're so weak. Um, so that the pick here is, is Nice minus one Asian handicap at minus 107. So I should mm. say, if with this pick, if Nice win the game by a single goal, they therefore equal the handicap. So you don't have a winning pick, but you get your stakes back. 
then if Nice go on and win the game by two or more goals, then you'll have a winning pick. So really, if Nice win the match, you can't lose. You'll get your stakes back at the very least. And that safety net is is well worth taking because there's a huge difference here in quality and form. Just to again run through some of the stats on Andre, they've lost 22 out of 28 games this season. They've got just 10 points on the board. They're 14 points from safety. Comfortably the worst side in League One. I was having a look earlier this morning. I, I think Bet Rivers should maybe open a short-term market on when will Angers be relegated. I think they'll be relegated on match day 32. <laughs> there is a pick you can't <laughs> bet on, but looking through the stats, you know, you just can't see them picking up that many points. And um, yeah, if and when they are relegated or when they are relegated, Steve and I will add to our profit because we both tipped them before the season began to be relegated. And um, they're also, unfortunately for Andre, potentially on course for the lowest ever points total in League One, which in a three points for a win system is 17 points in a season, which was launched back in 1988-89. Andre only got 10 points. They need another eight points from their last 10 matches to avoid having the worst ever points total in League One. And right now you can't see them getting that number of points from their remaining games. They've been really, really poor. And they're facing Nice, who are unbeaten in 13 League One matches since Didier Degard was appointed interim manager. Um, sorry, it's 11, 11 matches in League One, 13 matches overall for, for Degard. Eight wins, five draws. Been an inspired, surprisingly inspired appointment as the interim boss at Nice. Far more quality than Angers all over the pitch. You know, if you're going to combine these two squads and pick a side, you're going to have 10 or 11 Nice players in it at the moment. And Nice have got everything to play for because they've hauled themselves back into the race for a European place. So with 10 games to go, they'll fancy their chances of closing the gap on some of the teams above them. Yeah, very simple difference in quality here. And I think the price is well worth taking. So Nice minus one Asian handicap is the pick. It's available at minus 107. And as I say, with that pick, you'll at least get your stakes back if Nice win the game. And if they go on and win it by two or more goals, then you'll make a profit. It sort of got to that point where you might as well bet against Angers every week, even if they pick up a fluke result. You just... It certainly you, feels that way. You're, you're going yeah. to come out on top predominantly. Okay, final one. We've got to this relatively quick. Sorry, Steve. Clermont versus Ajaxio. Um, final pick of this week's show. Mm, yeah, over two goals at minus 112. So right. only need two goals here. Um, if it's two goals exactly, then uh, it'll be a push. Won't lose anything. It's not asking a lot at this stage of the season for a match to contain two goals, in my opinion. It's another one of my theory games. Um Two very poor teams against each other. And in the case of Ajaccio, they, they really need to win this fixture. And I've said before, I just don't think Clermont are very good. I think at this point in time, they're, definitely, they're one of the worst four teams in the league. And uh, they just happen to have, you know, mid-30 points. But they'll look at this match as well and think, you know, it's a good chance for them to win. Um, but, I mean, I've got the opinion, I've said the last few weeks and last couple of months, that I think Clermont are poor. If I'm thinking that, Ajaccio are definitely going to be thinking that. They're going to look at their fixtures. They've lost 10 of the last 12. But the two matches they did win in that period were against Troyes and Angers. So that should give them some belief, I think, that they can come to a poor team and win. Um, you know, I've said all year that Clermont have overachieved at, um, yeah. at the defensive end of the field, plus uh, nine goals over achievement. And again, so their defence is not actually that good. Ajaccio have conceded 50 goals all season. Uh, that's the fourth worst in the league. 
And um, I, I just look, I mean, that, that match last week, uh, two weeks ago, sorry, against Montpellier, which Clermont lost, their XGA in that was 3.02. They lost it 2-1. The goalkeeper bailed them out massively in the first half. I thought, oh, here we go again. Maury Dior's going to do me in, isn't he? But thankfully, Montpellier got the goals in the second half. It should be an open game uh, between two poor teams. Sometimes you've got to wonder who's actually going to score the goals here, but it might be that the teams defensively are so poor that someone finds a way to get in the back of the net. There's defensive issues for both teams. Uh, Diallo suspended for, for Jazio. Cafrié, uh, Saidu and Ogier might be out for Clermont. So I think, um, although statistically you might look at these teams and think, oh, it could be a nil-nil. And early in the season, I think this is the sort of match that would be a candidate for that. But at this stage of the year, yeah, I've got to be back in the goals because I just think there's a desperate need for both to get the three points, um, certainly more so on the Ajaccio side. And I could see it being probably 2-1 to someone. Uh, or very worst, uh, let's have a couple of goals here for the push. I think the goal line's quite low. Like it very much, Steve. Thank you for your company and to you, James, as well. That's all we have time for on the Betting Weekly Extra Time League, our show brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. For more from James and Steve and all the experts on the network, follow at Because We Win on Twitter. We will be back for round 30. And a reminder, all prices are available at the Bet Rivers website. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.